Bonus episode. Hit different with Jason Arrow, star of Hamilton. Having big old come up last few years. COVID Schmobit, he said. Jason, take us back to the first time music just all of a sudden meant everything to you. Um, I would say that is my parents. That's my parents. Um, and my whole family generally is a very musical family. So they grew up with um, like Luther Vandross and uh, Earth, Wind & Fire, Call oh. the Gang, um, Stevie Wonder, MJ. Like, you know, like all those amazing artists of like a very sort of bygone era of music, I see it as. Um, so that was my initial induction into the world of music and what a beautiful induction tell us about luther luther take ah take us into your luther vibes hey never too much still bangs today <laughs> love never too much that beautiful. i will i will beautiful. have that on that loop that song is like on loop in my head honestly that that, that song is a never fail it's a never, never fail. fail song never fail and i used to sing it a lot a lot in band too so because i was uh, really? part of r&b bands and stuff in perth so yeah um, it's it's what it does to a room tell us about that tell us about seeing that to a room and seeing people go to that you know what it, it elevates with it's the, with the literally the, the bass it's the bass it's the it's that ooh, it's that everyone knows what's coming like you, you know what's coming <laughs> when you hear that and then it's just mm. those next few chords just the way that that hits and straight into that lovely guitar lick just it People will rise out of their seats and go, okay, well, we know what it is now and let's get to the floor. Um, it was definitely, it was the start of our second set. It was the start of our second set um, because it was a nice segue from like, okay, we've warmed up the evening a little bit and now, you know, we're going into a more dance focused portion of the night. Um, so that was a great start to the second set. And you're doing three hour sets. That's, that's great. That's obviously, uh, you know, how you got your stamina up to be. Yeah, to smash out Hamilton. You know, mm. not everybody does a three-hour set. Yeah, it's um. Well, I mean, we had uh, uh we did have uh, another singer in the band as well. So it was we we traded, we traded. It wasn't just me, um, and yeah, we just we would go through everything like Jamiroquai. We used to play a lot of Jamiroquai again. Earth, Wind, and Fire. We used to play a lot of what else? I'm just going through my whole set list here. Will Smith. We used to play <laughs> quite. We we did play uh, a, 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 a getting jigger with it mixed up with Fresh Prince. We, we used to put Fresh Prince first and then go into getting jigger with it. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of different stuff that we um, used. And then we had like wedding sets where we would do um, more like Grover Washington Junior stuff. There's a lot, a lot of different things we used to hit. Jamiroquai, Un underappreciated, I would say. And I feel like yeah. people now are looking back and going, "Man, he has so many great tracks." How did you get into Jamiroquai And which songs would you play a lot? Jamiroquai was my cousin, um, so he used to listen to, like, um, his favorites were like Tone, Kirk Franklin, and Jamiroquai. So Tone, I, yeah. <laughs> so that he he introduced me to those um, artists. Yeah, obviously more than that, but like if I was to put it down to a top three, that was the ones that he used to listen to the most. So I got in on. How does the song go again? I'm trying to think of. Uh, ooh yeah, oh, 
Well, we're living space in cowboy. Let me tell you. Which one is space cowboy? Not to see at all. Oh, no. um, Things are big yeah, that yeah. should be small. You can't virtual tell. Insanity. Magic. Yeah, and virtual insanity. That's it. Thank you. I was like something insanity. Virtual insanity. Um, that was one of the songs that we used to play. That song is actually really difficult. <laughs> That's bass wise. Yeah. That song is really hard to play. Like our bassist was like, and he was he's a great bassist as well. He he was like, I need to take some time to figure this out because like really? the the chord changes. Obviously, it's just like cycle of fourths, cycle of fifths, cycle of fourths, one of the two. But there's just the way that the the bass walks between it is actually really quite involved so we we had to take a bit of time to learn that one but that was one of the ones we used to play we used to also play like from um the uh the more recent one like little l uh well not recent actually that was what the two, 2000s noughties yeah like little l love love philosophy all those all those different ones as well we doubled in a lot of jamiroquai actually now that i think about it um not so much any of the recent recent stuff um has he done much stuff recently i feel like he's been smart and that he's just sort of pulled back and gone my best work is probably behind me i don't need to yeah. keep putting out records yeah he released one i think 2010s 2011s they released a song released an album yeah it was a it was okay i thought personally i was like oh it's a little different i can see that there's been a a shift musically uh to align with what it is now which you know it's one of those things like adapt or die kind of situation but i don't think they need to i i love their sound as it is i think that what they would what they were doing is great you know he owns a pub on his on his on his estate on his huge <laughs> he has his own pub <laughs> he just drops in at his pub at five o'clock also one of the only and singers that can chain smoke and has a voice like that yeah i don't know yeah, how he does it true <laughs> The track All Right, you've been dropping in and out of me because I've got bad internet. But do you have you mentioned the track All Right? Boom, 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 boom. You know that one? Oh. I need your is... love, I need your love. Oh, no, oh. I do know that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, yep. that slams. It's the most like, it's like 105 or 108 BPM. Yeah. Just straight away in the pocket. And, oh, I wrote a script at uni about <laughs> called Slab of Time. It was a, oh, God, it was a terrible thing. It was, but as you know, you go through these things. And that was like the theme yeah, yeah. song. I was like, I could just imagine this movie. And it all started right. with All Right yeah. by Jamiroquai. That's a great starting to a movie, actually. That would be that song, All Right. Mm. Such a nice Strut song. it out. Yeah. 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 Big style. Um, and your parents, are they playing you old records? How How's it? CDs? How's it all? What, what's the it was it was cds yeah cds um they did my dad had a lot of records um he had a lot a lot of records uh but they because when we were moving here um something's got to give records way a lot more than cds do so um also cds True. are easy to reacquire well they were then anyway in in the in the 90s but um yeah so cds were the were the were the medium um yeah so i got everything in amazing quality unfortunately <laughs> Any, any particular time of the week, like we used to come over from a church on a Sunday and Dad would play the William Tell Overture and we'd just run around the house pretending to be horses and go, going wild. What was your <laughs> thing? No, there was, there was never really, mostly just on the weekends because my uncle used to come over who was also like massive music buff. I'm not doing them any justice because I'm only really saying like the top five. I can't remember the rest, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. But like... Um, he used to come over and my dad and him used to always listen to a song called Walking on Sunshine. Um, I, f- I forget the artist who Katrina wrote and the waves. Um, I forget the artist who wrote it, to be honest. Because uh, I'll be walking into sunshine, sunshine, give me the sun. That one, that was the, that was the song. Um, I forget who 
such, yeah. a, such a banger though like it was like a, a 10 minute song <laughs> like it's like a, one of the one of the days of the 10 minute song you know so they used to like, listen to, to that all the time i was always on the weekends and they'd always be having a good time and that was what i associated music with was a good time and i think that's the reason why i went into doing something focused around music I feel like especially as young people and as kids, our, our memories when it comes to music, it's, it's so visceral, you know, like we can, we can remember or like attach certain memories to different songs. So for you, it may have been like remembering those times when your uncle would come over and, you know, the, the records would be coming out or, you know, it could be like the first music video you saw or that, you know, the, the first sort of image of a yeah. rock star or a pop star. Mm-hmm. that you can remember seeing as a kid. Like for me, I remember the first time I saw an image of Prince. I think it may have been like the Purple Rain music video. <clears throat> I was like, had no idea what was going on. <laughs> Didn't yeah. even feel like, he, you know, he was this image of this person that I was just like, is he a fairy? Like, is, ha- he, <laughs> is he a character? Like, I didn't realize that he was real at the time, but I knew that I was just so, like, wrapped up in what I was seeing. And admittedly, I was probably very, like, way too young to be exposed to Purple Rain at the age that I was. Um, But for you, Jason, like, growing up in the 90s especially, do you have, like, a memory of something like that where you you saw, like, a music video that really just kind of slapped you right across the face and you're like, what is this? So, like, all I can really think of in my mind is waking up and listening to Rage on Saturday. Because my yes. sister was a big, like, she she was the modern, my modernization of music. So that was, like, Cisco. Yep. And, um... Sure. And yes, like, yeah, song, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and, like, different, uh, like, who else? Like, Craig David and t- just, like, all that sort of, like, 90s beautiful R&B that just... You know, again, something a, a bygone era of um, R&B. I feel um, yeah. that was. I, I would say anything from that, like uh, Nelly. It was. It was Nelly. And what year are we talking? Like country nine, grammar? Nine, no, hot in here. Uh, it was. It was a, a, Air Force a duet. Ones. It was a fe- um, featuring Kelly Rowland. Dilemma. Great. Dilemma. Yes. Yeah. Dilemma. Yeah, I remember that. I don't Classic. know why. I don't know why that whole thing I remember. And also because she was like typing on Excel. Do you, <laughs> have you gone yeah. back and watched it? <laughs> yeah, like, I remember that. Woman, that's Excel. What are you doing? <laughs> typing on Excel. He's and I remember that as a kid back, because I was learning Excel at that time. And I was like, what? That doesn't make any sense. Because um, I used to do a lot of computing stuff as well. But that's that's a different that's a different conversation. But um, yeah, so I was like, oh, that's Excel. That's weird. That doesn't make any sense. But anyway. <laughs> um, no, I remember loving that video clip, actually. And that song was amazing. Absolutely amazing. It's a um, great song. But yeah, she I just did it at Super Bowl, didn't she? Yeah, yeah, it was. A little bit in the Super Bowl. That was, she, see, that Super Bowl for me, that was she amazing. Family did she throw in a little bit of dilemma? I think so. I can't remember. Oh, the Super Bowl was off the chain. Um, fun Craig David fact, I saw him in the UK in 2015. Um, he was performing at The Great Escape and initially the girl who I was staying with at the time, we were like, Craig David's doing this free show. I think it was for like Vivo or YouTube or something. We are like, let's right. go see Craig David going along being like, it's probably going to be super lame. Like we'll go for the nostalgia factor. When I tell you we got in there and it was like, our lives had been building to that moment. 
like whole set back to front did oh. not stop singing it was like yes. muscle memory like those <laughs> lyrics kept coming back i was just like i am living right now because i would have been too young to like fully appreciate it of course or you yeah, know yeah. been able to see him perform and i was just like his voice is still like solid smooth yeah, and that's so the, that's the thing. Like everyone, like okay, the one person I remember a lot who had an amazing vocal ability, Tevin Campbell. Straight away, I just go. Tevin Campbell was amazing. Can we talk? Can we talk? Oh my god! Last night, I oh I can't. my goodness, get out of this room! <laughs> it's Stop too it! Good. Stop! It's too good. I can't. <laughs> I, I used to live for that song. My Again, that was my sister. She used to introduce me to all of that stuff. So, like, even um, rap as well, my sister, I have to thank, because T- Tupac, Biggie, all of them. That was, that was all my sister. So she was the modernization of my music knowledge. What are some other, like, real R&B kind of, like, like I'd freak me by Silk. Uh, what's the, like, obscure R&B? So good. Uh, obscure R&B, Jason, that you go, oh, this song is underappreciated and it meant a lot to me. That's a good question. Doesn't have to be that um, obscure. It could just be something that you like. You, you had on CD single or something. <laughs> CD single. Um, that song by Blue. Um, mm, what was it called? Rise up. That's the one. That's the one. That's exactly the one. You just took the words right out of my mouth. Yes, rise up. Boom. See, this is yeah. This is this, this is why. This is you where what like, you do. I would fucking kick ass <laughs> at a trivia competition. Yeah, yeah, that was. No, one it's that not even was... to do with that. It's just a very specific <laughs> decade. <laughs> it is a very specific decade, actually. It really, really is. I don't think like a lot of people <laughs> were either transitioning phases or something. But like, I was listening to R and B only pretty much in the nineties. Oh, and like weirdly, like Limp Bizkit. <laughs> Like yeah, weirdly on the side listening to like Limp Biscuit and you had, you had, um, Red you had anger, you had like, frustrations <laughs> to get out, man. No, it was just the, was, just uh, was what was it? Chocolate Starfish was that the name of the album? Chocolate Starfish it was great. I loved it. Live for it. Limp Biscuit was awesome. Um, and then obviously Rage Against the Machine and stuff like that too. Um, yeah, time and a place. Got to you. Got to go through those phases. Okay. And I still listen to Rage. I still listen to Rage. They are, they they hit. Differently. How'd you get connected with, with Rage Against the Machine? Tell us about, yeah, tell us about that. Have you ever seen him live? I've seen him live twice. No, oh my God. I, uh, for me, Rage Against the Machine was The Matrix. Uh, the end credits of The Matrix. Oh, wake up. Uh, yeah, wake up. Oh, shit, that's a deep cut. Yeah. So the end of The Matrix, like, wow, I, was like, I was like, wow, that's yeah, actually so really, really heavy. cool. Um, and I was in a little bit of a Limp Bizkit phase then as well, as I was saying before. So I kind of... I was actually in a little bit of like that kind of world, you know, like Jimmy Eat World, that kind of sort of thing. Um, and I sort of was just listening to that, just 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 dipping my toe in the pool, you know. I never f- took a full deep dive, but I was like, you know, on the surface of that kind of music. And then, um, and I know that they're quite drastically different, but um, yeah, then I listened to the, ma- the that end of The Matrix and I was like, wow, these guys are awesome. So I um, I got that, that album specifically, um, Who Are Rage Against the Machine and just i've still got it on my phone now i listen to it intermittently it's a really good album amazing i uh, do you remember the pixies where is my mind in the matrix as well I'm pretty sure it's, it's a big moment isn't it am i getting that right i no i i can't i, I love <laughs> it yeah it's fight club nice one michael nice one uh if you have any um desire to play heavy music and just thrash around on stage have you done that in the past 
Um, I so I learned guitar first. So I, I, I did dabble in um, you know, like drop tuning to drop D and just like going nuts. But like, um, so I like I have <laughs> dabbled in that kind of music um in that world because of just learning the guitar first was just the natural way. But um, then I moved into playing more like R and B stuff, um, and then from there moved into jazz. So, and then that started my jazz phase of listening to okay. like um you know tons of different jazz artists so like um again my brain is gonna fail me um <laughs> uh God, I, you know what never mind i just i listen to a lot of jazz <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i can't think of it right now i can't it's okay you had a nice moment and and you're still there and you're getting those those memories back have you seen much live yeah. jazz have you had and have you sang yes you know, have you got I've, any jazz chops seen- I do, I do sing um, a bit of jazz. It definitely leans more into the world of um, R and B music theater, weirdly. Um, but yeah, I do, I do sing uh, quite a bit of jazz actually. Um, I like improvising jazz wise as well, like um, both vocally and um, on the keys as well, because that was the next thing that I learned after guitar. I went and started playing piano, um, which was naturally just because in a band, you're in a I, really good scene for it here. Yeah, yeah, um, with with um, being in a band you know how it is you just you're trading instruments all the time like you never you never stick to well we didn't anyway we were, we were always like oh, okay well you can play bass for this song because you know the bass for that song i'll sing this you can play the keys for that one and like we just used to trade so by doing by by being in a band for the lot for like four or five years while i was in perth i learned how to play drums bass uh and piano just from that so be in a band in Perth because that's really all you have to do. <laughs> that's all there is to do in Perth. In I mean, band. it worked for Kevin. But it worked for Kevin Parker. It can work for everybody else. Jake hey, Webb. There you go. Metal. There you go. Shoutouts. That's why <laughs> Perth has so many good musicians. There's only one option. <laughs> you guys play just... music. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um. Okay. So we're we're moving through. I guess Jason Arrow, the team, moving through the 90s, moving through, uh, I guess, the golden period of R&B and hip-hop, uh, which I feel like I've got distinct memories of rage in, like, the early 2000s, like, being dominated uh, yeah. by R&B artists. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, we ain't going nowhere. That was always on. Exactly. Yes, Bad yes. Boy for yeah, life. Ben yep. Stiller um, in that clip. Diddy, yep. Doody, whatever your name is. Yeah, that was um, a great song. Moving into, I guess the the beginnings of your career as a performer. Yeah. Um, tell us about like the I guess maybe the first musical theater moment that really caught you. It was just like, oh, probably okay. Wicked. <laughs> into it. That'd be Wicked. Yeah, Wicked for me. Cool. Um, there was something about the way that that was written, the modulations, the and the 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 more obvious key changes as well. But like the chord use in that show was out of this world. I'd never heard anything like that before. And also, um, so that would have been my awakening into music theater. And then once I sort of started deep diving, um, I found, I was like, this is just jazz. A lot of the time I was like, it was basically just Broadway jazz. Um, And that was something that I, like how to succeed in business was um, basically just jazz song after jazz song. And then um, city of angels was another really um, beautiful, like 
big band show. It was like set in the 1940s, I think. So it's basically like a 1940s cop drama, essentially. Um, they, they're playing on that and it's just big band swing the whole way through. It is the best listen. I, if you haven't listened to it, I would recommend it. There's some great songs in there. Um, so yeah, that would be those would be the segues into music theater. And then obviously when Hamilton came out, weirdly enough, I didn't listen to it straight away. I'll be honest. I didn't actually listen to it straight away. I was doing, um, I was in my second year of uni at that time. So I was incredibly busy and like people were like, oh, you should listen to Hamilton. You really like it. You really like it. And I was like, yep, yeah, like I will. I just don't have the time to sit down and listen to two hours and 50 minutes right now. Um, and so I took my time. And when I did listen yeah. to it, I understood immediately. Yeah. I was like, this is just reference after reference after reference of, of basically all the music that I've listened to in my whole life. So I loved it. Absolutely loved it. And then the story is beautiful as well on top of that, but musically. I was going to say, I feel like that's, that's probably one of the best weapons that it has to its success is the fact that it is so accessible to people who might not be um, as immersed in the musical theatre world. You know what I mean? Like the, just the way that things are whipped back and forth from dialogue into song. Um, but the references are so smart and they're so sharp. Um, is there a song, <clears throat> it might not be one that you sing uh, in the show, but is there a song that even now after like 100 plus performances still kind of hits you in that little sweet spot? Actually, a lot of what Burr sings. <laughs> a lot of what Burr sings, I'm like, Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> like, Damn it. There's so many things. Could have been me. Like, yeah. so, <laughs> um, and I, I love I love I love my part. But um even Lynn has said this. He's even been like, Oh, Burr gets all the bangers. He does. He does get all the bangers. Um it's like just all the great songs that you're like, they just they just hit so nice. Like Room Where It Happens, yuck. So good. So so good. Honestly, that when that band the banjo, of all things, <laughs> of all things the banjo. In that song, when it hits, in the jing, 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 like that whole, just the way that that song's put together, just gets me every time, honestly. Oh my god! When when we saw that the other week, I was with a friend of mine. We were up in the dress circle, and because it comes at such a like significant turning point of the show, and the way Lyndon performs it is just like he's disgusting. <laughs> borderline offensive. How good he is, you know. We were treating it like we were at a gig and I had to check myself. I was just like, I can't be getting rowdy up here because fucking Dan Andrews is sitting two rows in front of me. I was just like, yes, get in. Like, let's get it. I'm like, I can't do that. Restrain yourself. You know what? It's so funny. Don't be acting a damn fool. Sometimes there are audiences like it's weird because the audience like basically checks in with each other and understands what the vibe is before we've even like got on stage. We will hear them at the start of the show and we will know what audience we're going to have. Like we've had audiences in not not so not so much in Melbourne just yet, but in Sydney we had, it felt like a concert sometimes. I was like, this is not, this yeah. isn't a gig. So I don't know. <laughs> it's like people are like going for it. It's like, honestly, I, and I love that. I do love that because yeah. theatre is to be interacted with, but I've never seen it to that kind of extent where people are literally like dancing in their seat. It's like crazy as what other show are you going to do it with? Yeah, if there are any Hamilton fans tuning in, um, the gauntlet has been thrown down. Um, it has. Jason Arrow is saying that you need to turn up. You've got to turn up. 
in Her Majesty's Theatre. And be there. Be there and participate. <laughs> I claim no responsibility. <laughs> I'm yeah, gonna, yeah, I'm going to get, get spoken to, don't worry. Yeah, we're all, we're all going to get hit. What are you listening to in your downtime when you're, when you're trying to get out of the, the theatre headspace? Like, what are you listening to to sort of chill you out? At the moment, I'm really into Tom Mish. Love him. Tom Mish is amazing. Love him. Yeah, so he's an absolutely brilliant guitarist. Um, and I just love what he does with like amalgamating jazz. And it brings me back to like my Dirty Loops days when I was listening to them um, quite religiously. Um, so, and they're insane. If you don't know who Dirty Loops is, get on it. They're amazing. Um, yeah, so I was used to, I was listening to a lot of them uh, for a while. And then that kind of just weirdly, because when I listen to something, I will obsess about it. And I will literally break it down to its to to its minutest form to try and figure out how they're doing what they're doing. So I know that between Dirty Loops and Tom Mish, there was a lot of stuff that happened in that time. Um, like I sort of like low-key missing Jordan Rakai in that time. But I'm going back. I'm working my way back. Um, and <laughs> it's like, yeah, so Tom Mish at the moment is what I'm sort of diving into and just sort of trying to break apart. I was going to say, have you listened to the stuff he's been doing with Yusuf? The, the video clip is them like driving in a car. It's like a cartoon. Oh, yeah. Knight Rider. That was the one. Knight yeah. Rider. Love it. I love yeah. that song. The, so the drums good. in that are brilliant. Yeah. So that's what, that's what so I'm into good. at the moment is so Tom Mish. Good. And then I'm sort of working my way through, um, which is, again, a little bit a little bit older, but not too old. Oh, my goodness. What's his name? 24 Karat Magic. Um, Bruno, uh, Bruno, Bruno Mars. Mars. Yeah, Bruno Mars and uh, his collaboration with uh, that group. Anderson Park. Um, no, the new the new album. That Silk Sonic. Silk Sonic. That's it. Silk Sonic. Thank you. See, my mind is just like there's just too many things in my mind at the moment. I can't recall things very well, except for the show. <laughs> the show I can recall really well, but um, life th- life things have been put in the back. <laughs> it's the, well, to be honest, that's the most important thing. That's right. Silk Sonic opening the Grammys today. When people. Oh really? Yeah. Oh well, that's gonna jump. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. That's gonna go nuts. Oh, of course. I've got a show, of course. So good. <laughs> They're gonna, yeah, that's gonna be amazing. See, we got go. so many people in the cast that listen to Silk Sonic. Actually, they really. really oh man, that. it's so polished. It's so polished. I remember seeing Anderson Park. Uh, he played at One Seventy Russell here in Melbourne, twenty eighteen. I feel, um, whatever year he did. I can't even remember what the festival was. Maybe it was Laneway or something. But the club was hot. Like, Mikey, you know what it's like when 170 Russell just gets kind of gross? Yep. Like, gross and sweaty? Yep. But it's the sort of sweat that's generally reserved for, like, EDM shows or, like, house yep. shows. Mm. But this was, like a, like, a nasty, nasty kind of hip-hop and funk show. And he's on stage <laughs> in, like, this, like, floor-length, like, fur coat, but he's wearing, like, a Slipknot t-shirt, <laughs> oh my massive glasses... <laughs> And just fucking killing it, killing oh, it. No. Like watching him like go between being a frontman and, and then a drummer and then doing both at the same time. That's all. I was school. just like, yo, he's a He's freak. a bad man. He is a bad man. Yeah, I've seen him. I was going to say I saw him come out at Oya Festival in Norway when I was over there on a sweet little junket and he just burst out onto stage. He goes, whoa, a lot of white people. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, he did his Catronata track, and yeah, he's just a crazy talent, crazy talent. It just keeps going up and up yeah. and up. Mm-mm. Um, and I guess you know to to wrap up such a lovely bonus Hell episode. Yeah. 
um, with the man, the moment. He is the moment, <laughs> uh, Mr. Jason Arrow. It's been such a joy to talk to you um, about different music and also to, yeah. to maybe peel back the curtain a little bit mm, yeah. on the musical theatre world, but just, you know, catch you in your element, see what you're vibing out to. We do this thing where we do whip around, say what's hitting us different now. You mentioned you're in, you're really into Tom Mish and what he's doing at the moment. Yes. Um, if there's a recommendation of any new music that you could give our listeners, what would it be? What's What's on your high rotation right now? Yeah, I would say Night Rider or It Runs Through Me. I love mm. loving those two at the moment. Tom Mish. Yeah. Cool. Really actually the whole geography album. Love that. As well. The whole ge- just all of it. Anything that he's done, mixtape, mixtape two, any of them. Beautiful artist. Unreal. It's a discovery okay. for me, so thank you, Jason. Uh, what about you, Sos? What are you listening ooh, to? Ooh, ooh. Uh, ooh. As your first girl. <laughs> fine um i'm so vince staples uh has a new record coming out um i've been obsessed with a track called rose street um it's from an album called i'm gonna get this wrong but i it's like a ramona park broke my heart Mm. is what i think the album is called and i only remember that because it kind of rhymes but um i just think someone's trying to get a spot on hamilton look out Exactly. There you go. I mean, I fit the role culturally. That's the other hey, thing I loved absolutely. about that show. I was just like, I haven't seen this much melanin in one place in Melbourne <laughs> in a very long time. It was great. Literally. Um, but yeah, no. Um, Vince Staples is is such a unique lyricist. The way that he thinks about rhymes and like bar structure. Um, right. he's kind of up there with like Tyler the Creator for me in a lot of ways. Mm. But I feel like Vince is he's very underrated. He's- Mm. Um, and I'm very excited to see what this new album sounds like. Uh, so, yeah, Rose Street, go go run that one up mm. for sure. Very intense, Kat. What about you, Mike? Um, <clears throat> I've gone back to the Valentine Brothers. Money's too tight to mention. Obviously, I, I grew up in the, in the 80s, so I heard the Simply Red version first. But I don't, mm-hmm. if you guys know this, the 1982 original for the Valentine Brothers is so mm. funky and so low slung. And the way he says, cutbacks! Oh, I just love it. I just been you know, just walking around. I mean, I'm on crutches at the moment with another basketball mishap, but I've been crutching around the house, leaping around the house, just yelling cutbacks to get my vibe up. Um, <laughs> I really suggest that, that people listen to that and uh, and just trust your vibe and, and you know just feel that you know that kind of like cokey 1982 energy. It's so good, <laughs> so so good. Cokey energy. Cokey I love energy. it. I love it. <laughs> Um, well, I know that I'm coming away from this with a whole stack of music. Yes, same, um, same. Thank you so much, everybody. No, absolutely. Great, Jason. Brilliant. Appreciate thank your time, you. my friend. No, it's been awesome. Thank you so much. Continue to kill it. I, I will try. <laughs> awesome. Thanks, listeners. <laughs> See you next week. Bye.